Welcome back. This is Encounter with God here on Faith FM, and we have congratulations to pass out to Tom Bryce, who has the answer for the quiz correct, and of course that answer is Nebuchadnezzar. Old King Neb, the death That's the one. Yes, congratulations, None Tom. Other. We're going to be sending you a prize. Um, I thought it was a pretty good quiz today, actually, King Neb. Because we, we, we are we talking about I wonder him whether we're you actually ever, anyone ever, ever called him Neb. Yeah, I wonder, like, maybe behind his back, they're like, ha, 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 King Neb. <laughs> maybe to his face. I used to have a teacher that was a bit of a despot control freak, and we called him King Neb behind his back. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, it wasn't you, Lyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so congratulations, Tom. We'll be sending you a prize. Um, also, someone's been messaging us asking um, how they can come along to the Ladies' Day Inn that I'll be hosting. Oh, yes. Um, actually, going to be hosting it at your house. Thank you uh, very much, Lyle. And oh, Shell. okay. No worries. Because you have a swimming- my pleasure anytime. Yeah, because you have a swimming thanks pool. Thanks for letting us know. Because <laughs> you have a swimming pool. So it'll be like a, a pamper and pool party for the ladies, a bit of a fundraiser for the Africa trip. Um, I and think I'll make myself scarce. Yes, thank you. Once you've made the iced tea, you're welcome to leave. <laughs> go, go out in your garage and play with your toys. Um, so what you do, if you would like to have an invite, it is uh, invitation um uh, it's an open invitation, but you do need to RSVP, and it is for ladies only. I'm sorry, gents. Um, but just give us a call here, 1-800-FAITH-FM. Wow, I, I always wanted to get a belt sander and attack my feet. <laughs> Look, I can give you a little like preview before the party starts, but you know, some women are very sensitive about having their feet out in public and getting pedicures in public, that kind of thing. So we're going to be smearing like mud all over our face, bentonite clay, these kind of things, putting facials, paper facials on our on our faces. So yeah, some ladies, you know, still like a little bit of decorum a little bit of mysteriousness and having gents around to see us do these beauty regimes is not really <laughs> maintaining the air of mystery <laughs> yeah nearest we ever came to uh, having a um Having mud on our faces when we were kids and we were throwing. That's <laughs> right. Give us a call. One eight hundred paddock around. One eight hundred faith. Once and what that stuff was. And uh, we the way used to throw it at each other. The way you can get an invite is basically just give us a call and uh, and give us your email and I will email you the uh, invitation that has all the details. You know, date, location, how to RSVP, that kind of thing. So yeah, just give us a call. One eight hundred faith FM. So thank you yep. to the people who are already messaging saying, "Hey, how can I come along?" And, Sounds yeah. totally. Amazing. It does. Yeah. I'm not sure what's amazing about it, but it sounds totally amazing. <laughs> it's a ladies' pamper and pool party. It's going to be great. <laughs> yep. Okay. Anyway. Right. We got it. First encounter with God of yes! 2020. Yes. 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 This is very exciting. And Lyle, of course, is losing his mind because after having to drag out the, the theme of unity for three months last year, which was getting really long by the end of the year, <laughs> we are now in Lyle's Favorite topic, the Book of Revelation. Let's just do this for the whole year. How about yeah, that? Yeah. It's kind of funny because because earlier last year, before we started on Unity, we did um uh, the uh, what was it end time events, another one of your favorite topics, and you were gone for most of it. I remember. I know, it was very yeah, sad. and you were so gutted about it. It's some of my favorite subjects. <laughs> and yet here we are back in the same topic, a Revelation, which is all back about end time events and stuff. So yeah, but you got. But you're going to be away for a little bit too, though. So you're going to miss a little bit again. No, nah, not much. Not, not much. much not nothing much. like as much as, yeah, no, yes. not much. Not much at all. I'm excited about um, doing Revelation Bible study in Africa. In okay. Ethiopia. Yeah, yeah it's, going be, it's going to be crazy. In Ethiopia. Cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I imagine that. Looking this is forward one to of having yeah. the Bible lands. We will be in mm-hmm. the Bible lands mm-hmm. doing a Bible study yeah. on, on, on 
Revelation. I was going to say Ethiopia. <laughs> we'll do a Bible study on Ethiopia. We will. We will. We I will. promise you that. I'm so looking fact, forward to it. what we will do while we are in Ethiopia, here's a promise I'm going to make. We're going to give you a Bible study on all the places in the Bible where Ethiopia is mentioned. Oh, that's going to be so cool. Yes. Oh, that's going to be so cool. I'm really looking forward to this, Lyle. Doing Bible studies with you in Ethiopia about <coughs> Ethiopia. I mean, this is the longest continuous Christian country in the world and the only African country never to be colonized. Wow. See, it's already fascinating. I'm not even there yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. Okay, Revelation is where we're up to, and sadly, we have missed one week already, so we're going to spend a bit of time just going through the first few verses, catching you all up to date uh, with where we are at with today's study. So we're going to start, I think, why don't we start in Revelation, um, let me think, maybe chapter 1, verse 1. Ooh, start the beginning. Can't think of a better place to start. It's a very Go for good it, place to start. This is a revelation of Jesus Christ. Oh, stop right there. <laughs> didn't get very far. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the thing with revelation. You can read like three words and it's like, oh, stop there. This is going to be so good. All right. The Bible says this is the what? This is a revelation mm-hmm. from Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. which God gave him to show his servants the events that must soon take place. Okay, so this is the revelation or the revealing, because revelation simply means revealing. Yes. The revealing of who? Jesus Christ. Okay, so here comes one of the f- most fundamental principles to understanding the book of Revelation that you'll find anywhere in Scripture because Revelation is one of those books that you do need to study it mm-hmm. and you're just not going to like have a casual you know, read for a half hour or so in the morning like, yep, yeah, I got that. Yeah, no, you need to, you need you need to dig, dig in this deep. one. Yeah. This, this, one is, this one is a gold mine. If you're going to yeah. go gold mining, you're going to dig. Yeah, it's, it's one for people who, the, if you want to be rewarded for your hard work, this is where it's at. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right, so. Uh, this is for deep sea divers. Deep sea divers. None of that shallow stuff happening mm-hmm. here. So the principle of interpretation that we are given in the first line of the book is that this is the revealing of Jesus Christ. Therefore, we know that every prophecy in this book is going to reveal Jesus Christ. Therefore, we know that if you have any interpretation, no matter how exciting it is, no matter how sensational it is, if it is not teaching you something about Jesus Christ, his character, his uh, plan of salvation, the great controversy with Satan, because this is really what the Revelation is all about. If it's not teaching you these things about Jesus Christ, it is a false interpretation. Okay. I heard many interpretations of Revelation, like, oh, yeah, this is going to happen, and then, you know, and then Russia's going to do this, and then America's going to do that, and then China's going to do this, and then, you know, uh, Syria's going to do this, and then Turkey's going to do, you know, and it just goes on and on and on, and it's just like super exciting. But it teaches me nothing about Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Automatically, I don't need to look any further. It's a false interpretation. Yeah, as simple as that. Now, if you've got an old school King James version, not just a King James version, I'm talking about an old school King James version, or even some of the older, uh, you know, revised versions. How many and stuff King like James that. versions are there? Five. Oh, I oh, think. oh, my word. Okay, yeah. Yeah. But if you've got one of the older old school ones. Uh, you will find the title of the book is not just Revelation. Oh, what is it? It's called The Revelation of St. John the Divine. Oh, fancy schmancy. Which always, which always, it, 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 uh. It makes it sound like it's revealing John. Yeah, I know. It yeah. just, it does my head in every time I read it. It, 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 it entertains me every time I see one of those old Bibles <laughs> because it's like, The Revelation of St. John the Divine. 
the revelation of Jesus Christ. You know, the first the first couple of words we completely defy the title of the whole of the whole book. But it's called that because John wrote it, right? John wrote yeah, it, yeah. But it reveals to us pretty much nothing about John. Mm-hmm. We learn a few things about him, like in verse ten, we find out that he was a Sabbath keeper. Mm-hmm. But uh, it reveals to us very little about John and everything about Jesus Christ. Okay, is there any other book in the Bible that proclaims itself in its first line that this book is going to be all about revealing Jesus Christ? Ooh. I mean, I would have thought that every single book has that theme, but whether or not it declares it, I don't think so. This is the only book that declares it. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so if you stop there for a moment, what is happening here is that Jesus is trying to catch your attention. He's saying, if you love me and you want to know about me, Here is an attention-grabbing line to say, hey, read and study this book. It's going to teach you about me. Mm, It definitely is an attention-grabbing So so what it is is God is trying to catch your attention and say, this is a book of untold importance, exceptional importance. You need to to read and study this one. All right, so continuing on, um, the revelation of Jesus Christ. He catches our attention right there and says, yes, this is going to be all about revealing Jesus Christ. He goes on. He says, and uh, which gave to his uh, servants things which must shortly come to pass. He sent and signified it by his angel to his servant John. How does, how does your translation give the last line of that verse right there? Uh, who faithfully reported everything he saw. This is his report of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. Nah, it's a lame translation. But anyway. <laughs> All right. Mine Fine. says that he signified it. What does it mean that he signified it? Uh, does it mean like a little stamp with his insignia on it? That's kind of that's kind of the idea, right there. He signed his he signed his name to it. Okay, it's got it's got his it's got his signature on it. Signify comes from you know signature comes from signify, mm-hmm. and so this is a book that has God's personal signature attached to it. It's very exciting. Is there any other book that proclaims itself as having God's signature? You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Any other book that has uh, that proclaims itself as having God's signature attached to it, Mon? God's signature, God's signature, God's signature. I don't think so either. No. Okay, so in the first verse, you've got two things there where Jesus is really trying to catch your attention. It's really funny because you'd think being the Bible that every book would say, this is you know about Jesus and here's God's insignia, but I guess not. Revelation okay, well, they're all signed off by God. Yeah, yeah. But this is the only one that where Jesus stands up and says, yeah, I signed this one off. Yeah, they make a special announcement about special it. Special announcement. Mm-hmm. So he's making a number of special announcements. And the reason that Jesus is making a number of special announcements is because this is a book of exceptional importance. So he begins by making a special announcement. This is going to reveal me. You want to know about me? Read this. This book has my signature. I signed off on this. Mm. Yeah. The other the other word that comes from signified is the word sign. And you'll find the book of Revelation is written using signs and symbols. Now, let's think about this for a moment. Why would God use symbols? Well, I mean, I know why. Well, then tell us why. <laughs> well, you know, if he wanted this book to be read for thousands of years through many different generations and many different cultures in particular and by people of all different languages and races and all different kinds of people, um, you know, putting putting everything in one language uh, would have been very difficult to translate and to be understood. So using symbols is like a, a universal language, mm-hmm. a bit like, for example, McDonald's, right? 
not everyone can read the word McDonald's, but everyone knows what the Golden Arch is all about. Absolutely. Yeah. So not only are symbols a universal language, but in one symbol, just the Golden Arches. Yeah. Says so much. There is a whole menu right there. Yeah, yeah. There is pages and pages of uh-huh. information that immediately go through your head the moment you see the golden arches, otherwise yeah. known as the American Embassy. It's almost a language within itself, wrapped up in a symbol. Like you already know what's happening when you see the golden arches. You know what, what you know. You know what the layout of the store is going to be. You know what kind of service you're going to get. You know what to expect. What kind of prices? Gonna, you can go anywhere Everything. in the world. And it's going to taste exactly. the same. Yeah. yeah. So you already know what's. And the same with so many companies, like you know, Apple no longer says the word Apple. It just has a little Apple symbol. Mm-hmm. We'll know what's happening with Apple. So yeah, it's it's a way of communicating a large amount of information in a universal language by using a symbol. Most definitely. Mm-hmm. The other thing that is fascinating about symbols is not only do they communicate a large amount of information, they are also a very powerful form of communication because if you look at what the most valuable thing is in the world today, the most valuable thing in the world is nothing tangible. It's a symbol. That's right. Coca-Cola symbol. Most yeah. valuable thing that there is in the world. Simply because of what it represents. Yeah. So God has written this book in symbols. And so you've got a, a book of 22 chapters, but in essence, it's almost as big as the rest of the entire Bible because it is so full of symbolism. Yeah. And once you, like, you know, unfold it, so to speak, it's it's just an enormous amount of info. Mm. Yeah. And also, you know, writing things in simple, symbols is also a way of protecting information. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you're only going to protect information if it is of the utmost importance. That's right. That's right. Okay. So let's summarize what we have in verse one. In verse one, Jesus proclaims that this book will, re- will reveal himself, the only book that does that. In verse one, Jesus says, yep, not only is it going to reveal me, but I've signed off on it. It has my signature attached to it, and I'm going to put it in signs and symbols. This is the only book that proclaims these three things right in its introduction. Read for us verse two, please, there, Mon. Who faithfully reported everything he saw. This is his report of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. You enjoy a good testimony, Mon? I love testimonies. Yeah, absolutely. We yeah. share some really good testimonies here on Faith FM sometimes. You know, somebody's got a great testimony, we get them to come in and to share their story of what God has done in their life, don't we? Yeah, and you can, you know, you can see the difference when people um, start sharing testimonies at church. People suddenly sit up and start paying attention. Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. It's uh-huh. a change in the atmosphere. Uh-huh. Do you think it would change the atmosphere if Jesus walked in here, sat in that uh, third chair over there where Braden was sitting? a little while ago and said, hey, I'm going to share my testimony. Oh, Do you think that our yes. listeners would get excited? Would you be getting excited? Oh, I'd be beside myself. <laughs> it would be phenomenal. Okay, so here's what, here's what you've got right here. Jesus says, this book is going to reveal me. I've written it in symbols so that it's in a universal language. I've signed my name off on it. And if you want to find my personal testimony, this is where you're going to find it. It's incredible. Okay, so this is Jesus' personal testimony right here in the book of Revelation. It's his story. And the reason that it's his story is because the book of Revelation is all about the great controversy between Jesus and Satan. And he is telling us that story. He is telling us the story of the controversy, and he is telling us the story in the past, in the present, and more particularly in the future. Okay, so it's basically explaining what went down it's, and how it's going to go down at the end. That's exactly okay, what it's okay. all about. It's the testimony of Jesus. Okay, all right. Uh, verse 3, please. Mark. God blesses the one who reads the words of this prophecy okay, to the church. Okay, right there. 
Name me another book in the Bible was, that begins by pronouncing a special blessing on those who read it. I was just about to say, is this the only book that also has a special blessing attached to it? Mm-hmm. Hang on. What about Daniel? Does Daniel have a blessing? No, it doesn't, does it? It's just this one. Man, this is a special book, Lyle. <laughs> this is, this is a, we're going to be so blessed by the end of this. Oh, yeah, by the end of this now you're guide. starting to see yeah, why yeah, yeah. I am so excited about studying the book of Revelation. Uh-huh, it's like, why uh-huh. are we doing this for a quarter of the year? Why don't we do it for the whole year? <laughs> you just want to get blessed every morning, don't you? Of course I do. <laughs> I want everybody else to get a blessing. Amen. All right. So read that whole verse. I, I, I butted in. Read the whole verse. God blesses the one who reads the words of this prophecy to the church, and he blesses all who listen to its message and obey what it says, for the time is near. That's a blessing right there for our listeners. It just said it, you know, blesses those who listen, and our listeners are listening to Faith of Him. Yeah, and, and, and I had somebody uh, send me a, uh, uh, a PDF book during the Christmas break, basically saying that you know the Book of Revelation is like you know it's not worth studying, it's not worth getting excited about. We shouldn't be talking about end time events, you know. Just focus no on way. Jesus Christ and focus on salvation and grace. And I'm thinking you are missing out on so much. Oh, on such a blessing! You know, you are missing out on so 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 much. This is the only book that proclaims itself as the revelation of Jesus Christ. This is the only book that He has personally signed. This is the only book that is written entirely you know, in symbols, um, in, a, in a universal language. It is the only book that proclaims itself as Jesus' personal testimony. It is the only book that has a special blessing pronounced upon it. You go through these first few verses of the book of Revelation, and what you have is over and over and over again, you have Jesus trying to catch our attention beat it into our heads that this is a book of the utmost importance. This is a book like none other in the Bible. This is something we need to be reading, we need to be studying, we need to be understanding it, we need to be keeping what it says in our heart, and we need to be obeying it. Amen. Absolutely. All right. Let's go on with now, oh, verse 4 and 5. This letter is from John to the seven churches in the province of Asia. Grace and peace to you from the one who is, who was, and who is still to come, from the sevenfold spirit before his throne, and from Jesus Christ. He is the faithful witness to these things, the first to rise from the dead, and the ruler of all the kings of the world. Okay, so here now, now John is going to tell you who the book is coming from. Mm-hmm. All right. One of the things that is mentioned here is the sevenfold spirit. Yeah, what is that? The sevenfold spirit. Sevenfold means is a term that, and I'm surprised that your translation actually uses the word fold. Okay. Because it is a term that we don't really use today. But what it means is you have one thing that has seven different aspects to it. Okay. So if you look in the sanctuary and... Revelation chapter 1 is going to take us straight to the sanctuary. You're going to find that there is a seven-branched candlestick. Mm-hmm. How many candlesticks are there? Seven no. branches on the one candlestick. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seven, we've got one candlestick. It has seven branches. So you have one can, one thing with seven different aspects. Okay. Now, that candlestick is full of olive oil, and olive oil is a symbol of... The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. exactly. So the seven-branch candlestick is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. Now, if you look at the menorah or the seven-branch candlestick, what you're going to find is that you have the seven branches, but you've got the center one, and the center one is higher than the others. Okay. So it has more prominence than the other six. Because it contains more oil? Uh, no. 
Just has more prominence. Just has more prominence. It just okay. has more prominence. Okay. And when you look at the number seven, you find that the number seven in the Bible is a symbol of completeness. Okay. Wholeness. So seven days is a complete week. It's a whole week when you have seven days together, right? Yes. Follow so far? Yes, it's okay. very good. So sevenfold spirit, seven aspects of one spirit. Mm-hmm. This is a way of describing the Holy Spirit. I'm going to pause you right there, Lyle, because we are going to play um, a new song from Anna Beaton's of her new album. Oh, yeah. Super excited about Anna Beaton's new album. Yeah, listen to the lyrics to the song. It's really interesting. It's three different parts. And it's just really astounding. So enjoy this. I like that you've got the wool over your eyes. Because it suits me fine to know that you don't even realize. I like the way that you don't question anything And I love the way that you go along with everything I've got you under my control And you, you don't even know, you don't even know And I've got you under my control And you don't even know, and you don't even know, just don't think about it, live life to the full, it doesn't really matter what's really real, keep that bell real close, oh, don't peek through, it doesn't really matter what's really true, and it suits me just
My, oh my, what a lost little child You're entangled in lies I have the best intentions for you And I don't want anyone else to be Lord of your life, Lord of your life I want everything good for you I've tried to show you But people mind my name to Faith FM. That was a new one from Anna Beaton's latest album. It's a very interesting song, a little three-part piece. Powerful, very powerful, powerful words. Yeah, yeah. Like, wow, where did that just come from? Yeah, it was really great. Um, I think you can get her new album from your local Better Books and Food and also online, of course. Uh, so check that one out. Really great. I think we're going to be interviewing her hopefully sometime soon because she's going to be doing the... Um, Rise Express program. Yeah, Stanley Rise. We just found out from Braden, seeing as he's admin. Lots of celebrities coming down yeah, for this one. Yeah, yeah, very exciting. So we might have to rope her in while she's in town and uh, give maybe her the interview. Get, maybe she can come oh, and sing, sing live on the yes. radio. Yeah, so maybe she's sing that one. That one's a really good one. Okay, so we were in the Book of Revelation. Of course, the uh, quiz has been snapped up, the very first one for the year. Tom Bryce got uh, bragging rights by getting the first quiz of the year. Yeah, good job. And uh, we are in the Book of Revelation. We are working our way just simply through verse by verse. At the moment, we were noting before the song that the Bible speaks about the seven spirits of God. Your translation says the sevenfold spirit singular. Mm-hmm. We were looking at the symbolism that the Bible gives of the Holy Spirit. The symbolism is the menorah, which is a symbol of the Holy Spirit in the sanctuary. Seven branches, one candlestick. So the Bible describes it as one candlestick with seven different branches, seven different aspects to it. What we're going to do now is we're going to find out what are the seven different aspects of the Holy Spirit. Ooh. Is there one so aspect the- that's more prominent? There is indeed. Oh, there it's going to be good. Indeed. It's going to be good. Okay, so let's go over to Isaiah. And here in Isaiah, we're going to find all seven of them. Isaiah chapter 11 is where we are heading. Beat you. Uh, yeah, I'm not even. I'm trying to, I'm trying to multitask again. It's yes, not my well. strong point. Not my strong point. But you're a preacher, Lyle. You're always at the front talking and flicking through your Bible. Yeah. I, 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 it's just different. It's just different. Whatever, Trevor. Okay, here it comes. Isaiah chapter 11 and verse 2. The Bible says, what do you got for us there, Mon? And the Spirit of the Lord will... Stop bre- there. <laughs> and the Spirit of the what? The Lord. Okay, so here is your first and most prominent aspect of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is called the Lord. Okay. That speaks to the divinity of the Holy Spirit. Gotcha. And also the personhood 
of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the Lord, and the Holy Spirit is a person. All right, so the Spirit of the Lord, there's your first one. Let's count them off as we go. Yep, keep going. Okay, the Spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding. That's two, two and three. The Spirit of counsel and might. Four and five. The Spirit of knowledge and the fear of God. Six and seven. Mm-hmm. He will delight in obey. Wait, that's seven. That's right. That's, that's all there is then? Yep. Hey, wait, which one's more prominent then? The Spirit of the Lord. Yeah, because it's the first one. That's right. It's the first, it's the most prominent because it speaks to the divinity of the Holy Spirit. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. And the personhood of the Holy Spirit. Those two things together right there. Okay, so seven different aspects of the Holy Spirit. We have the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of Wisdom, the Spirit of Understanding, the Spirit of Counsel, the Spirit of Might, the Spirit of Knowledge, and the Spirit of the Fear of the Lord. One Holy Spirit, seven different aspects. Now we go back to Revelation chapter 1. And I'm going to show you something that is absolutely going to melt your brain. Beat you again. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I might keep this up all year, Lyle. Yeah, I can, I can see. I, can, I see where this is going to go. He's like, get that chick on a plane to Africa. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Revelation chapter one, mm-hmm. verse four. The Bible says, "John to the seven churches which are in Asia." Grace be unto you and peace from. So here's who the who, who the book of Revelation is going to come from. It's going to come first of all from him which was, is, and is to come. Okay. Right? And from the seven spirits. Right? Yeah. Which is the Holy Spirit. So him which was, is, and is to come. And from the Holy Spirit. And in chapter five, in sorry, in chapter one, verse five, and from who? Who's the third person it's going to come from? Uh, one verse five. This is one multitasking now. Ah, gotcha! I was just trying to figure out what that noise was that's coming out of my computer. <laughs> the ruler, uh, all the kings of the world. No, 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 no. no. Let me ask the question again. Uh-huh. And let me, let's just, just start over. Um, grace and peace to you from him which was and is and is to come. Right? Mm-hmm. And from the seven spirits. Mm-hmm. Verse five, and from? Verse 5, hang on, let me look at this. I think mine might say something different to yours. What is your saying, verse 5? Oh, from Jesus Christ. Yeah, from Jesus Christ. Okay, sorry, that was too obvious for me. (laughs) (laughs) I was looking for something a bit more obscure. (laughs) Okay, but there is something obscure here that a lot of people miss. Let's work our way back through it. We know who Jesus Christ is. Yeah. We know who the Holy Spirit is. Mm -hmm. By process of elimination, who is him which was, is, and is to come? Yes. Who is that? Jesus Christ. No. Because then you'd have from Jesus Christ and from the Holy Spirit and from Jesus Christ, and that makes no sense. So God, so by the Godhead, the Father. Okay, yes. But when it says is to come, yes, we usually think of Jesus being the one that's having the second coming. Ah, okay. So we would we would think of this as, and you are not wrong here, Mon. Uh huh. Because a couple of verses later, it talks about Him, which was, is, and is to come, the Alpha and the Omega, which is Jesus Christ. Yeah. So what's going on with this then? Okay, so Jesus and the Father both share this title, him which was, is, and is to come. Oh, okay. But it is impossible in verse 4 for him which was, is, and is to come to be Jesus Christ because of the word and. Was and is and. and. You're going to have to explain that one. Okay, so it goes like this. Let's say okay. that you've got, all right, let's say you've got uh, Peter, James, John. Peter, James, John. How many people have I mentioned? Peter, James, John. Two. You missed an and. I said Peter, James, John. 
How many people Three. is Three. <laughs> if you say Peter and James no. John, if you say Peter James John, it's that one. could be one person. That's one person. That's one person. His first name is Peter. Yeah. His, His middle, middle name is James. James. His, His last, last name is John. John. Yeah. Peter James John yeah. is one person. Uh-huh. Put the word and in there, Peter and James and John. They've got three. You've got three. But if you Here's say Peter, ja- Peter and James John, that's two. two. Yeah, yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. Uh huh. So the word and is critical here. Very critical. So you get him which was, is, and is to come, mm-hmm. right? And the sevenfold spirit and uh-huh. Jesus Christ. Okay. You see where I'm heading with yes. this? Yes, go on. So him which was, is, and is to come must be a different person from Jesus Christ. Yes. That's the Father. Gotcha. Okay, uh-huh. and the reason it says is to come is not because the Father comes in the second coming, but it's an expression of his eternity. Oh, he okay. is to come for mm-hmm, eternity. Mm-hmm, he is never mm-hmm. going to disappear. Yes, All got right. yeah. We're clear so far. I don't, you were looking for the obvious answer, and the obvious answer was right, but there is a deep aspect to this. Uh-huh. So here comes my next question. Whereabouts in the Bible do you find all three members of the Godhead working together, doing one thing together? Like the whole way Name through? Anywhere in the Bible you can find all three members together. Mentioned together? Mentioned together, working together. Well, I mean, at the end of Matthew when they have the Great Commission. Okay, the Great Commission, that's the foundation yeah. of the Christian church, yes? Yeah. when it says to baptize people in the name of the Father. Give the me another one. Um, I feel like it's one of those obvious ones where, like, they're always working together, but when they get mentioned together... You would expect the Bible to be full yeah, of it, Full of it, you? right, right. Okay. right. I don't let know, me, I'm blanking. Let me help you out. Let yeah. me help you out. There's like none, is You it? have creation. Oh, yes, of course. Where the Spirit of God, the Father, sorry, in the beginning God was there, and then the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, moves on the waters, mm-hmm. and then the Bible says, by Jesus all things were created. Mm-hmm. It says, Father, Son, you have creation. You have the baptism of Jesus. I should I say the baptism? Yes. What about the birth? No. No, the birth, okay. No, the baptism of Jesus. Okay. Um, you have, so you've got the baptism of Jesus. So you've got the creation of the world, the baptism of Jesus, uh, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, and the foundation of the Christian church, and that's it. Oh. Let me ask you a question. Yes. Are these subjects of importance? Hugely. Are there any more important subjects than these right here? Creation of the world, baptism of Jesus... Death, burial, resurrection of Jesus, and foundation of the Christian church. No, those are our pillars. These are the pillars of the Bible. Mm. And these are the only places in the Bible where you have all three together. Right? Well, yes. Until you get to the book of Revelation. Oh. And in the book of Revelation, the Bible says, this book is going to reveal Jesus Christ. This book, Jesus has personally autographed. This book is Jesus' personal testimony. This book has Jesus' special blessing placed upon it. And this book, just in case he hasn't caught your attention yet, is from the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is a collaboration of all three members of the Godhead coming together to write a book. Does that make it an important book? This book clearly carries a lot of weight. This is just off the wall with importance. But we need to uh, move on today with, with today's show. And this is Bart Millard and Vince Gill. Jesus cares for me It seems too good to be All my worries and doubts 
to Faith FM, Positively Different Radio.
rejoice, O child of God. Lift your eyes to see with every morning light. Again, we are redeemed. Rejoice, O child of God. listening to Lauren Daigle with Power to Redeem here on Faith FM and we have come to the very first question of the day for 2019. What have we got got for us, Mon? So we are doing a bit of a backtrack. Um, This is a question that has been answered previously on the show, but do you know what? It is a big question. It is a popular question. I think it's one that we need to probably deal with maybe, you know, four times a year or something. Yeah, at least. So we are are revisiting an old one, an oldie but a goodie. Mm -hmm. And uh, and that is the the conundrum. And this is, to me, this is a thinker's question. Mm -hmm. This is an observer's question. When people have been having a think and observing the world around them, they often come to this question. So it's a really good one. And that is, if God is so good, why is the world so bad? Okay, so to understand that question, you have to go back to the origin of evil, which you find in Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12. How are you fallen from heaven? O Lucifer, son of the morning, how are you cut down to the ground, you who weakened the nations? For you said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit on the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. What you have is a universe that is perfectly in harmony. You have a universe under the government of God, which is a universe that is ruled by love. And you have Lucifer who comes along and says, you know what? I'm going to try and pull off a coup d'etat. I'm going to try and take over the government of God because I believe that I have found a better way to govern the universe. Now, God, who is God, knows the end from the beginning, and God knows that Satan's way is going to create untold misery and pain and suffering and injustice and things that people don't deserve and everything that we see happening on our world right now. He sees into the future. He sees 6,000 years of the history of our planet. God sees all that. All right, so Mon, if you are God at this particular point, what do you do? I'd be super tempted to wipe everything out. <laughs> okay, so just go bang. Yeah, just snap my fingers and Satan, Thanos it all the way. 
<laughs> uh, okay, so so you know, and, and I think that's the natural temptation for all of us, just you know, just just destroy Satan. Okay, but let me let me ask you this question, Mon. Why was the universe serving God? Because they loved him. Because they loved him. Mm-hmm. If if uh, Satan comes along and God just you know wipes Satan out, mm-hmm. why is the universe now serving God? They'd be scared. So that the same thing doesn't happen to them. In other words, in one act. Love has been eradicated. It doesn't exist anymore. So what are God's options? If if God doesn't if 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 God eradicates Satan, he is not a God of love. No. Then you have our planet, our planet in this process of being created. Let's say that uh, God looks at our planet and says, Okay, I'm gonna immunize that planet. I am not going to allow Satan anywhere near that planet. Now you and I, naturally, that's what we would do, right? This guy has a disease. Don't send him anywhere near planet Earth, right? Mm-hmm. There's only one small problem with that. What's that? Human beings are created with the power of choice. And the reason that human beings are created with the power of choice is because it is the power of choice that creates the existence of love. Okay. Without the power of choice, love does not exist. So God cannot give us the power of choice without giving us the opportunity to choose. I hate to say it, but it kind of sucks, doesn't it? <laughs> you don't want the devil to be there, but then you have to, you still have to give the people the power of choice. Otherwise, what do you okay, have? But, like, but how, okay, seriously, how, easier, how, how much easier could God have made it for our planet? On the entire planet, the entire planet, God gives Satan access to just one tree Mm -hmm. that's it just one tree on the entire planet so god is making it easy for us but at the same time he is not taking away the power of choice because the moment that he takes away the power of choice we go from being a person to a robot that is the difference between a person and a robot is the power of choice and the ability to be able to love and experience love so god is a god of love and god gives us the power of choice our planet chooses satan's plan that's that's the history that's what of what happened. took place. Yeah. Once again, God could wipe out our planet on the spot. Once again, the universe would uh, serve God just from fear and not from love. So here's what God does. God says, okay, you've got a set amount of time. And within that time, you have the opportunity to demonstrate whether your plan is better than my plan or not. And the reason that the, the, the fact that God gives Satan a set amount of time so that the universe can see for themselves, they can then exercise their power of choice and choose whether they want to go with Satan's plan or God's plan means that power of choice, power of choice uh, stays forever, love stays forever, and when God does wipe out sin, it is never coming back again. That is your short answer to a longer question. Thank you so much, Lyle. If you have a question, give us a call. Our number is 1-800-FAITH-FM.
Faith Choir, time, take time to be holy. One of the best albums ever. One of your favourites there, Mon? Yes. It's actually, it was actually an album created um, with the intent of making songs about the pillars of our, our faith. The pillars of Christianity. Yeah, which is why it's called Pillars of Our Faith album. And it's multiple different artists and each song covers a different, um, I guess, Bible doctrine. And it's just such a beautiful, moving album. Definitely definitely worth a purchase. Absolutely. Okay. We are up to our giveaway. First giveaway of 2019. Lyle, how exciting. We're going to kick it off with a good one. This is a huge book. This kind of cost so much to <laughs> post out. It's such a big book. Uh, it's a copy of The Great Controversy. Uh, it's by E.G. White, uh, The History of Freedom and the End of Suffering. And this covers... This is a classic. This has been yeah. around for a long time and it is absolutely sensational. And it covers in depth what we just... Lyle was just talking about on our question of the day uh, question, the good God, bad world question. Uh, so this, this really delves into that, really pulls it apart and just shows... Shows it in a really clear way. It's an extraordinary book. Um, a lot of lives have been touched and changed uh, by this book. Just millions and millions of copies of this. It's been around for a while. It's a page turner. You, you won't be able to put this thing down. Um, and it's a beautiful. It's a beautiful edition. This one. So it is a, a large copy of it. It's like a, almost like a four, a four size copy. So nice large print. Uh, beautiful full color uh, pictures throughout as well um, to illustrate points. Really wonderful copy. If you would like this copy, we only have one um, of this copy of The Great Controversy, give us a call now. Our number is 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's 1-800-324-843. And, uh, and you'll be the person who receives the first free giveaway of 2019. First person through will get this sent to them free of charge. Mm, there you go. One of the best giveaways that... Uh we have given away in a long time. So 1-800-324-843 is the number. It has been great to join you guys. been awesome to be back on the air. And we look forward to joining you again Oh 
Keep 